Up, my name is James D. Fury, and this is Blackball. Um, I'm pretty hyped about my guest tonight because of a few reasons. One of them is because if you guys know me at all, you know that I have a big, big, big chip on my shoulder when it comes to the business of hip hop in Canada, which seems to have never been able to sort of find their step from like the 80s until now. And my guest here, and I just found out a bunch of stuff that I didn't know before uh, we went on air just just about five minutes ago, um, that his main teacher uh, in when he was growing up from like age 15 to 25, basically, was New York City, where he would spend his summers. And um, it's good to know that because there was a part of me that was always a little bit annoyed at the, the way the business handled artists like my guest tonight in that they was there was they didn't nurture them it's almost like they didn't know how to how to nurture hip-hop artists mcs rappers um and producers producers maybe got a little bit of a better deal than uh than rappers did but nonetheless uh, my guest tonight is an og and his name is thrust and thrust welcome to the show how you doing buddy i'm doing awesome thanks for having me thanks for the invite good timing Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad you nope. sent it. You caught it. You caught me at the right time. It's good. No problem, man. Yeah, I heard you don't do interviews that much. Why is that? I'm just picky. It's a, it's the same thing you said. Cause uh, before I launched this, like um, I'm on. I've been like on a two year run. If you look at it consecutive with songs, and I and before that, um, with you know all those um awesome um blessed accolades, you know you, you know you praise me with and 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 just with the whole scene and everything. I have these connections with people up here in this so-called business. So I was like, yo, I'm about to make a run. I got, like, I got, I'm ready. When I say I'm ready, people should know what that means. And I told people I'm ready like I've never been before. I said, I got five years music right now. Two years ago, I had five years music. Right now, I have, I don't even know. Two years ago, because when COVID hit, I started recording, a, uh, recording. I, was, I had a, access to like two studios. And I was recording because gas was so cheap and you could, it was free to park downtown. Remember that period? Yeah. Yo, I went on a run for like seven months and recorded every night because of that. You know, it's funny. And I realized that there was an active audience at home. So I said, I mean, this is a good time to reintroduce yourself. But this time, reintroduce yourself from all the tutelage I had from going to the States the way they, the proper way. 
So I was ready. So I said, yo, let's reach out. Certain people they didn't call back. Radio stations, DJs. Um, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I just put a full screen oh, on oh, you. That's so okay. You're not used to Canadian media being yeah, nice to you uh, so much. Here's the full uh, screen. Uh, for us is like, I don't know what the yeah, fuck's going dope. on. Um, yeah, I certain, um, like people I knew in the game, basically, who had relationships for so long, people who I mentored, because almost every career that came out of the city, my hand's in it somehow. That's what people don't know, too. Whether it's introducing you to your main DJ, your rapper, your producer, putting you in the studio for the first time. I'm just one of those people. I'm like a connector like that. Right. And I give for hip hop. I love hip hop. So there's not much careers that there's especially ones that actually came out in the game. I don't think there's one that I haven't been part of in a way. Yeah. And, and you know I remember I mean? seeing and, and I remember really seeing your name, your name beside all of the artists that people in Canada know that know hip hop. It was always like there was like the big three. Back in the day, if you put Maestro all out kind of on his own, the big three was like Cardinal, like Shawclair, and uh, and and, and oh, sorry, there's like four: Cardinal, Shawclair, Socrates, and 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 uh, and yourself. And those were like the people that we went and saw if we wanted to see Canadian hip hop back in like the nineties. You know the crazy thing about that? I'm What's even. That? I'm my elk really is from Maestro's time, and that's what separates me from. Cardi, Socks, and those guys. Like, my name was established. Like, the whole Toronto's knew my name about five years before Car any of those guys came on the scene. It's just Toronto had a thriving hip hop scene in the 80s. Like, I was around in Mishi's time. That's Mishi, Mishi, Ron. Yeah. That was my time, too. So, I have a long run. I'm like Jay Z. My run started actually in like 86, 87. Yeah, and my you. My first show, Concert Hall. Like that's, I started, my first show was in the thick of it. Public Enemy Concert Hall, Pat, wow. 15 years old. And then I went on the tour. And wow. from that, I've been going. So it's like, but I was part of groups. I was part of a group called KGB. It's known huge before the city. I only went solo with Thrust at that time. So people know Thrust, like here in the public end, that's the time when the publicity and the media and, and uh, Master T and all that was kicking. But before then, I was part of, I had a, a record deal from Electro on the table in 91, 92. Offers, like, we were in A&R meetings from 1990 in New York City. That's how I met P-Rock and CL Smooth way back then. They were just doing the EP at the same time. Uh, that was the last, um, what was the summit? New Music Seminar. Yeah, that was 1991. Wow. And That's so what happened? What, like... I've been on a game on stage with you over for Special Ed, KGB. That's 1989. What happened then? Like, oh, like, 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 if you're, if I mean, we know that the Canadian industry um, has bad business sense, but what happened when you went to the states? Like, because I know back in the day it was really tribal. Like, if you weren't from New York, getting a deal in New York was tough. No, I was good. I was one of the first artists on Fat Beats. That's why they know me in New York. When Fat Beats started in New York City, 1995, I went to Harris. I graduated. Me, Frankenstein, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, Socrates and Shaclair. That's how we got big in the States. We went and we were like really the first artists on Fat Beats. With Fat, the first 10 artists out of Fat Beats, well, I was one of them. Mm. You know what I mean? I, so when, when 88 Hip Hop, the first hip hop show started in New York City ever around the world, the first day in New York City, I was one of the first artists playing on there. That was like is the that the Red Alert stuff? Or you had uh... such a buzz in New York. Toronto Records in New York and in the States and in the Bay and in the UK at that time. 
It was crazy. You came, they were like, grab it out of your hands. It was gone. The seminars, everything. And we were going to the seminars and stuff. Like, we was active. Just that people up here weren't ready for it. It's like we set the table for them to be ready for trade, which makes sense, which is which is what every generation is supposed to do, right? But someone just kept going. See, the thing with me is I just never stop. Even right now, I got two albums out right now. It's hot. It's blowing. It's hot. I just never stop. So my trajectory is totally different than a lot of artists because I'm still current and very active. If you listen to me now, you can still see that I'm growing as an MC. That's a big difference you know I mean? so, between... I'm um... from that era. That yep. era of artists, we last forever. Like, 87, that's why I mentioned that year. If you look at the artists from 87 that came up from 87 to, like, 95, those are the best rappers in hip-hop, and they're still rapping right now, and they still, that's, that's Jada Kiss, that's Jay-Z. Yeah. Look at all those, they're still here right now. Ripping it. You, you, you don't want to go on stage. Because we came from a different, it's like martial arts. We came from the pure, fun, generic essence with no corporations involved. You know what's interesting about what you just said? I saw that era for like eight years. No corporation, no major labels, just pure independent. Because hip-hop was independent. We we saw the rise of the independent era of it. Yeah. And then we saw the demise slowly when the corporations came in from the 90s on to now. The weird thing, though, is is that what you just said um, is is completely like relevant to now because when we grew up, and by the way, you're one day older than me. Oh, you're Scorpio? No, aren't you July 8th? No, that's you not see, your birth- That's the other thing wrong, Victor. But you, oh, you, you a cancer. You, you July eighth. You yeah. read my mom. You're one day old. My mom's birthday, July seventh. Oh, that is so weird. Is that, I just read something that you were that you were. Can't. Anyway, so right there. That's why I said Wikipedia. A lot of that stuff online is wrong. The digital thing is wrong, man. My birthday. Dude, I have a journalism 15. background. I shouldn't November be listening 15th. to Wikipedia for my facts, anyways. So November, I have the same birthday as oh, November fifteenth. It's a very hip hop birthday, though. Uh, okay. Rest in peace, old dirty bastard, E forty, Mister Funky. Uh, from grassroots, rest in peace, born swift, Dr. J. So it's a music day. Look on, on the so yeah, but but what I was what gonna say, saying, hold on, what, what you're saying though, yeah, what I was gonna say is that um, when we were young, rappers tailed off or stopped working anyway in their late 30s or early 40s. But your but our generation or a generation like below us even like like some cats are putting out shit right now at the age of forty five or forty six or whatever that is like better than the shit they put out when they were in their twenties. Because there's no age in the booth when you do we're not singers. That's right. My voice is your voice stays the same. We're not singers. Rappers aren't singers. Singers can't do that. Singers' voice starts to go away. A rapper's voice, Jada Kiss's voice sounds better now, isn't it? More raspy now. Listen to was earlier. But when you rap raspy, it sounds dope. And if you keep your pen, your pen gets better. If you're a good writer, you, your writing grows. We're writers. We're writers. Certain people in hip-hop, one of us, look at my past, present, future album. You can't say I'm not an awesome writer. Like, I don't know, have a pen. I got to wait a pen. So if you work on your pen, it's like being a painter. Michelangelo, those guys wait pictures till they're like, took right into their deathbed. And they were awesome. And they're still all collectors. And that's how me, a Kanye, a Boom, we're from the era of that. And our come up is different because everyone else later came didn't come up with you know how much hours I rhymed over records in the basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't even I can I can do songs. Some of my songs you hear from me, I don't write it all. Other ones I write the whole thing. I'm one of those artists. I could do topical. I could hit every range like because that's what we came from: storytelling, dance songs. You know what I mean? Street shit, um, songs about girls. Boom. So our, our minds are different. We can craft differently. But now everything's just on one plane. Yeah. 
Right? Yeah, and it's, you it's, know everybody's talking. It's one plan. It's not the kids' fault. It's not generations. That's what the, the labels did. They wanted to like take away that creativity from hip hop. But we saw the strength and the beauty in it, and just the whole thing. So we just know how to bring that out in certain moments. That's why you never stop Jay and the people like us, like on me. You can't because we have the voice. We have a natural talent and a gift. And then on top of that, and I'm a natural. Certain artists are natural. Like I could always run right out the gate. Like yeah. I just knew how to do this. And that's another. So if you're a natural that puts in work, right? Applies yourself, you're gone, no matter what, dude. Look are at um, you, um, what's his name? Just put the yeah. record out. Um, with Pharrell and um and um Timberland. I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on his. Oh, name. clips from clips. From oh clips. yeah. Oh yeah. See? Yeah. He's 45. This is new ready. Even Eminem, Same some Eminem. of the technical shit that Eminem has put out in the last few years has been like, holy fuck. Like, That's what I'm saying, because it, creativity never goes. Creativity, when you're a really creative person, dude, you, and you just stay on the work, it's going to grow with you. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and there's true creatives, and then there's people's handmade puppets. Yeah. And like, and, uh, you know what I mean? For me, it's always been like, to me, and people only seeing this much. It's only now people starting to see me. I got stopped by 9-11. That's what stopped my career. People don't know. My career came out right at 9-11. Boom. Yes. And I had to rebuild. Cancel my record. Everything. That was the chosen ones. That came out at 9-11. Wow. Right? That's a really and shitty then, but time that for was now. The, 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 the curse for me because it made me find a whole bunch of other things. I rebuilt my team. I restructured this. I had fam- I never had time for my family since I came in the game at 15. So I got right back. I, I, re- I, re- I recharged. Look at me. You still I look. If you know, you'll see. It's like it's it's on me, right? So, yeah. But every, like I said, but no matter what, never stop crafting songs, man. Like if you really love hip, so you just never. It's like a DJ, never stop DJing. Even you're not at the club, you're still gonna come home and spit the records. A producer, they always produce. Yeah. Right. Do you remember? So um, if you really sharp and stay on it, and if you stay authentic in your lane and real to your art, that's the thing too. Stay real to your audience. You're gonna be there for a very long. Look at Gangsta, man. Long time, man. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, some of the fixtures in Toronto hip hop, like do you do you remember a guy named Georgie Porgy? I still know him. You and, still know and, uh, Georgie Porgy, just for the audience, just so the audience understands. Georgie Porgy was this dude because I lived right on top of Kensington. Every single weekend for years, I would see this guy with a box of CDs, and he would rock walk around Kensington, being like, hey, "You guys listen to De La Soul Tribe Call Quest," and then he'd be like, "Well, here's the," and and I was just like, I respected the guy's hustle so much. But he only existed in the way that he existed because this was so shitty. He had to do that. There was nothing the guy could do. And, you know, I don't want to keep on harping on this whole business thing, but I mean, with Drake's success, is it, and, and the shitty business that exists in, in Canada as far as hip hop goes, is there any expectation among guys like yourself and pioneers of Canadian hip hop to be like, yo, Drake, what's up? <laughs> How come you're not. Uh... Bringing uh, Drake, us up. Drake don't owe me nothing. Drake don't owe me nothing. Yeah, it's not we old, set but... the template. We set the template for them, for him to eat. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I set the template for, for three generations, dude. Thirty years. So I'm just used to it. I just always pass it on. That's what keeps me youthful. That's what you're supposed to give, and it feels better to give than to receive. It's weird to receive sometimes when you get it. When you give, you see the joy. So that's the give, right? But we're all just pieces of the same puzzle, the mosaic of hip hop, man. The problem with some people. What the problem with some people is they're not active anymore. Right? Yeah. For me, I don't have a problem with Drake because I'm still active and in, in, in getting getting the accolades and I'm in the spaces I want to be. And I, I don't want to be in Drake's space. You understand? As an artist, I never I knew what I wanted for Thrust. I don't want to be a huge pop. I know I toured with Papa. I've done those kind of records. I know what that life is. That lifestyle is not 
cool, dude. I like thought I was crazy. Remember, I did Soul Decision. I've been out there. I've done all kinds yeah. of records. I did, um, what's the TV show? Kids in the Hall. I was on there. I was the first rap on like a lot. Yeah, I got a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, really? My, I love that show. Thing that's, it's on there. Look in the files. It's there. I've done a lot of stuff. I've been around. I, I toured with Beyonce for three months in those fam for like six, seven months and Christine Aguilera. I was on those tours in the States. So and even before were, were they, they nice to you? They were the best people in the world. But there's yeah. music. Music people are dope. Like music people are just music people. Whether you're the lighting person or the thing, everybody sits in the same room and eats. That's the problem with Canada. We don't have that industry. They don't get that feel. And that's why I say I've always been in this, been blessed to always be in the States my whole life, even before my music career, like just from when I started breathing air. And I get it. Like you have to get it. And it's like what you're part of. But what's your aim? Where you, like a lot of artists, what's your goal? I know what my goal is the kind of artist I want to be. I'm not trying, I've never tried to be a platinum artist, dude. So if someone trying to look and say, oh, Thrust is a field, he's not platinum. No, Thrust is a success. I'm, like, if I go there, and I've been on records that have been gold and close to platinum already, too. Mm-hmm. If you look, it's in, the, it's in the catalog. But for me, that's not, I want to be the artist, with, and I already have done it. Who has a 30 year career out of Canada? Who's current? Who has that? Nobody. I don't think anybody. No, everybody stopped. You really chaos stopped. Chaos probably has stopped. like 20, 25 years. Much, right? Maybe something like that. Albums. I got four more. I got, this year alone, I got two more albums finished and coming to do. Mm-hmm. And I got in the can another two more, and we're finishing one right now. And I've yeah. got three license deals that you guys don't know about. Like it's signed off, stuff's coming out. I'm, so I was going to say, that's the dream to actually say, yo, I'm still in the mix. Yeah. Right? And sounding right. That's what you want. Like, it's like an athlete. You want to just keep that level of, you know, everybody wanted, I'm the Tom Brady, I'm one of the Tom Brady's of the rap game. And that's what you should, like, think when you look back and be like, oh my goodness, dude, look mm-hmm. at that thing. You put it all together, man. In the long run, asked- be- anyone can be hot for two months, dude. Yeah, no. I, I asked, um, I ask every single rapper this question. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask you as well. Um, I also, DJ also, Kenny Parker DJ told me that him and KRS-One are going to come and argue about hip-hop on my podcast in a bit um, uh, for an hour. So that's going to be dope. What is the definition of a freestyle? To me, a freestyle is uh, in the moment. Um, Off the dome. And for me, personally, when you hear me, because the definition is different. Because some people say freestyles are, can be a written rhyme, like that no. you remember and you're saying the spot. But for me... And no, for me, and anytime you see me, I just did an awesome one on Flow Friday. Look on my page, IG, you'll see the post. It's improv. It is improv, though. But that's not, no, but that's not the definition. I've heard from, like I said, I've been in here. All those people, that's not. Because freestyle is really, all a freestyle really is to the masses, it's a rhyme that nobody's heard before. Yeah. That's what a freestyle is. You know, so, but that's an insurance I, policy. Yeah, it's an so, insurance policy that some rapper made up. But it's corny if you have the record out now and you're still dropping the rhyme that everybody's heard. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's dropping something no one's heard before. But the real freestyle, someone who has a real freestyle ability, now that's different. Freestyle ability doesn't have to do anything written or pre rehearsed You just do it on the spot. I missed the days where I used to see battle rappers like dump out garbage cans and relate the skills to the garbage that fell out of the can as proof that they're freestyling. I mean, the only way they could get away with that is if they're the ones that put the garbage in like an hour before. No, that's like, 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 like a lot of people can do it, but I'm saying a lot of people just can't, right? That's yeah. the problem, right? But that's to say, are you a true artist? A true artist can freestyle. Like, that's the real thing. A real true artist can just freestyle off the top. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how they learn. Like me, I never wrote rhymes for three years. The hardest part was the bad print to start writing. 
but I could always like freestyle for like half an hour and it sounded like I was written. Yeah. And that's how most of the rappers, you know, Biggie, Jay, that's how they all started. If you look at Red Man, they all had that. We just naturally could rhyme. I could rock like boom. I met, I was in grade nine, no other boom, everyone was rhyming. I was the break dancers. I was started dancing in my first. Then I came in and there was a dude tilt from point blank. You might know point blank, but he would tilt rock with that or that. Boom, he was the best rapper. And then people heard me rhyming. And they said, hey, that guy can rhyme good. And he heard about me and he battled me in the stairs. And I almost beat him. And then we joined the same crew. And that's, yeah. how, my, that's how I came into hip hop. But I always knew how to rhyme. Um, but Northern Touch, obviously, is probably you the most. You something and you're like special at it. Everyone has that I... thing. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I, 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 I'm a... My backpack is on really tight, the straps, and so I think that um, that a freestyle it has a definition and it's off the dome, and no one will ever convince me that there was a rapper one day who was like, well, I can't freestyle, so if I write something no one's heard before, I'll just call it a freestyle, and then I'll change the definition so that I can freestyle. Oh, this is what I know from New York City and from, like, legends, dude. Like, I'm talking about, like, the ones you... That's what I'm saying. I'm going from that. I'm just not from me, right? Yeah. But um, there's, two, there's a definition, and that's why I said a freestyle is supposed to be that's the definition a rhyme you never heard before so rhyme right. never heard before could be i can write pull from the that or it could just be on the spot and some people mix it a bit of like something that's written and you're adding into it so that's still creative yeah. too as i said so to rhyme you never heard before nobody even your circle of people would have never heard it if they heard it that's not a freestyle yeah I think I think it's off the dome, but that's just me. I, I, I like your you. definition. I know I like it, but I'm just saying. Like I said, I'm, just I'm a purist because people are so. Oh, this is what it is. So yeah. Things there's more than one thing to what it is, right? Um, I want to talk about Northern Touch in 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 the context of the of the business up here because that I guess is like what it would be the second most played or popular Canadian hip hop single of all time, probably. One of them. Yeah. Um, probably has a bunch up there now. Oh, I don't count Drake. Right? But Drake's not all Canadian <laughs> hip hop. Drake's not. But the production is made up here. So you know what? Yeah. Well, but between Drake, Wes, um, Dream Warriors, because you got to, everyone yeah. jumps over Dream Warriors, dude. I don't but, jump over them. I know that they're they platinum. are. No, I'm just saying, missing, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you got to put in that the Northern Touch, right? Because I watched your face and I said, you, Drake, still you. What did Northern Touch do? What up, What did Northern Touch do for you? Or did it do like I mean other than like Northern you know Touch did for me uh like the name of your show, man. It got me blackballed. I did such a good verse that so many people stopped <laughs> they want to reach out. Well, I don't know. I then I was shining on so many other people's verses that all the calls stopped, man. That's what it did. Are you, for you, me. You, you think that's what it was? You bodied people on the track? Current, but it kept that's one thing it did on people that was But it kept me very current. 
it keeps me alive. It keeps me, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it did everything. You know what it did? Notice what it did everything that a song could possibly do for you. Like, you put in one song, like, that song really, like, it has so much life, so much legs. You know what I mean? And, it, and, and I guess, it, and I really had, like, songs before that were big, but that just, that just put the, the stamp on the thrust. Okay, thrust is one of the ones. And are you still, like, like good friends with all those guys? Or were you ever? Not good friends with all of them, but we're all friends. We're all, like, yeah. sociable. I'm really close. I've always been close with um, Shocks and Checks. Me and Shock Check made close. Um, me and the Rascals have always been family. Me and Cardi, we haven't been, like, that close, but we're still sociable. But uh, I've always been tight with, like, Kim. I know the Rascals before everybody, before they came here, before all of them. I've known those guys, like, four years. I always had a contact with the West Coast from way back. So I heard their record, seen their videos, even before the, like, two years before. So we've, we've always been, had a friend, like, had a really awesome relationship. Me and Kim were tight more out of everybody in the group, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, Shots is my brother, man. You know, we always end up working together somehow. We're on, like, so many, like, little side records and projects. And, yeah, and me and Chex, Chex is my cousin. When I go to Vancouver, <laughs> so when I get off the plane, you know who I'm with? I'm with Chex, me and Chex, right. So, yeah. Where does chaos That's why that record worked, we were friends, though. That's what Where does chaos like, fit in, in the whole... Um motif of Canadian hip-hop. Where, where is his, what's his role? He always I don't know, because like Chaos he's... disappeared, man. He came, and then yeah. he's in Vancouver, last time I know. But Chaos is just, Chaos is a major contributor. Like, there's nothing to, what could you take away from, or if not, just give praise to Chaos. I like man. Chaos. You know what I mean? I, I... He's creative genius. He's a creative genius. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just wish we got more. Like, because he just, you know what I mean? But yeah, he's dope, dude. I wish he's... I... Last time I saw him, I saw him at the Junos. We went like a couple of years. We did that reunion for years. That's the last time I saw him down there. We were at a party. He was he was vibing with us. Yeah, but he's um, good. He's dope though. He's one of my uh, you know what? I, I I he's from my hometown. He's actually from my neighborhood. And so like I, I was really happy. And I know um I it's so funny. Every time I have a rapper on, I mention these people that I'm like friends with, but I, I just do because they're rappers and DJs like uh, Nigel and Sheldon from Pocket Dwellers, right? So oh, that they, was my, Nigel's my cousin. Yo, me and Nigel go back. We started a career at the same time. Nigel's amazing one of the most. Oh, he's those so guys, good. period. But Nigel's one of the most amazing human beings, dude. Like, oh, if you yeah. know Nigel. I know Nigel. You mentioned yeah. him. Everyone's faces. See how I smile? Like, everyone knows. Yeah. And That's so talented, right. man. I know. Nigel, I haven't seen Nigel for a minute. Pick up my cousin, man. Yeah. That's right. I'll tell him you said what's up. He's probably watching this right now. He's, he's, but the uh, thing he's is, like, all show. the artists know each other because we all we had for 10 years was each other. Like that's the thing people don't understand. Like no one else. Yeah, it was a small community, wasn't it? Every city is though. You go to New York, it's small too. The hip hop community is small. Those who last, people come here for like play, play six, seven months, and they don't they don't have the long stake. They get kicked out. But those who last, it's it's a culture. That's why hip hop's a culture. It's a community. It's a culture. Like like we're family, man. We're extended family. You know what I mean? I like what you were saying earlier. School each other and all the raw Caribbean back. Mm-hmm. So we have all lineages goes even back that people don't know too. Like my mom, Socks' mom, Bubba, they all know each other too. They're only one generation. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't know too, right? I, would, I like what you were saying earlier about the pandemic, about how hard you worked during COVID, because uh, I talk about that a lot on the podcast about how there's like a, a renaissance that's get, that's starting right now from all of the artists that had nothing better to do than to create when they were locked in. And it sounds like you did the same thing. Yeah, well, I. If those of us have eyes, we'll see. Because it's the first time you have all eyes sitting and watching. I was like, yo, wait a minute. 
you've got a captive audience. And I also realized you got a chance to get some of the club heads back because people got so into club for hip hop, club, club, club. Every music was geared for the club, 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 yeah. club. And no one even listened to like real hip hop. So I'm like, you know what? During this time, people are going to want substance again because they're sitting at home. They're going through this real thing. going to make you think about it. You're going to go back to, you want music with food, with soul, with energy, something to get you through. So, and I go, and I go, that's me. That's my time. Cause that's what I bring. I don't bring club stuff and, and, and grab girls' titties and ass and, 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 and popular records. I could do all that stuff and I'd kill everybody if I did it, but that's not me. That's not my, my lane. My lane is, is culture, um, eyes open, knowledge, information, growth. You know what I mean? Spirituality, yeah. all that stuff. So that's when I was like, oh, this is going to be so receptive now. But the thing is, is only, I realized I'm only going to have a year to try and get the jump because everyone's trying to do it now. Yeah, no, no, so they, should, they needed to start in 2020. My work was done a year and a half ago. I'm just That's way ahead right. now because I just realized that I kept working and that I started releasing stuff from last year. So, so, so my first year, if you look at what I did, the first year I did all collabs. A year and a half ago, I did all collabs. This year, it's all albums and projects and mostly me. Because people, oh, you can't stand on your own. Yeah, well, listen to Broken Arrow. That's 98% me on there and it's dope as hell. And our storytelling, all kinds of different stuff. So it's like realizing the scene, the wave, and when it's time to move. And and and, and being timely, like the, the way that yeah, well, the way that you're the, the way that you're talking is like <clears throat> it's so timely because it kind of brings me back to when I was a kid and I used to listen to like Gangstar's Ex Girl to Next Girl when I was getting over a girl, you know what I mean? And there were all these little tracks that I would listen to depending on what kind of mood that I was in. <clears throat> and I think the pan the the music to come out of the pandemic, the shit that's being released right now, up until a year from now, that was written or recorded between 2020 and 2022, is going to be like this next era of like a really soulful, amazing hip hop. I think you know I yeah, hope people are just doing it for themselves. They're not doing it to like get it in this place and get exposure over here. And you had the time to create it too if you were smart and used that time. That's with right. no pressure, low cost, no nothing. I could, like they'll say, so you had the, the space, the time, right? Oh my goodness. You know, I, I told people, when do you ever, I told someone, if you cannot get yourself resituated and repositioned during these two years of the, of the pandemic, right? During the thing, you will never do it. You will never mm. do it. And the worst part about it is not only will you never do it, you're going to get left behind. So there's already been a time where a bunch of people Got left behind. They didn't work during the last two years. Those yeah. that worked, they were complaining. You, leap. you haven't you seen it yet. You're gonna see it in about four years, five years. You you either worked or you complained during the pandemic. That was the yeah. Same. And then once things went back to normal, those people that worked, it's like boom. Yeah. We made a jump, dude. Um. That show was that show sliders. We went through that little portal. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> That's right. And the rest is still on the other side there because they didn't. They're still on that speed, and you can't yeah. catch up. How can you catch back up to the speed? Because we gained momentum during the hardest time. If you can gain momentum to the hardest or the slowest time, get momentum going, momentum, momentum. Dude, when things kick in, <laughs> when it kicks yeah. back in and you're still rolling, your ball's going to be, it's going to be like one of those uh, planets they call it with the quasars or whatever. Oh, yeah. They spin really quick and it, the beam double. Yeah, that's us, man. Pure boat poles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me, the south pole, east, west. What, in 2022, what would you like? I, I mean, you, you used, you were a teacher for a while at the Harris Institute, correct? Yep. So what would you say to a young aspiring rapper in 2022 in Canada? Like an advice, life advice. Same thing I always tell them. Just go to where people go where there's food. 
So it's like you want to go in this game, you got to go to where it happens and see how it really works. So if you want to go in acting, then you're going to go down to uh, L.A., check out the L.A. So it doesn't mean you move there, but go there, see how it operates, see what a real uh, studio setup is, etc. Go see if you really want to do it, too. Some people are trying to jump something, they might not really want to do it if you really see what it is. If you want to go into music, go to New York City. The industry is New York City or Atlanta, let's say, if you're into urban music. See where it started. See what it is. Feel what it is. That's the most important thing. And then after that, if it's you want to do, just stay away from, I always say this a million times, and it's from Mary J. Blige quote, then just stay away from the dream killers and put in the work. you got to be so committed. Like It's funny how... you got to be committed. Like every day, come in and put a bit of time. Committed, 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 committed without any kind of thing. Committed with somebody saying to you. It's like a workout routine. Female rappers have the best quotes. I remember Mishy Me once said, you don't represent, you just rent. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, such yeah. a dope. That was on 88.1, I think. On a, like, you know, I remember I was, that, man. I, I know, the, the things that stick out. Eh? Do you have anything coming up or anything that you want to plug before we check out? Um, Just look for all our releases on uh, Black Buffalo Records. I'm on right now, Broken Arrow. Uh, we got like it's 1994 that came out in March. It's on digital platforms. You can get the CD from bofatbeats.com. Look for the Thrust and Denku album called Nicer Than You in September. Uh, and I got another album with, that's uh, through Type A Records called Welcome to the True North that's floating around too. So look for the releases. If you need to find me, everything is uh, under Thrust Music and all the handles. And if you want to do some music, do some work, do whatever. Just inbox me or get it, uh, you know, get it, my man James right here, man. Yeah, man. Con- contact me with all your fat beats. I'll use them for yeah, the show and, and then I send wanna, them. I thank you for the for the invite, man. Like, Dude, thanks, man. I'll have so, you back when the albums come out for sure. I like to be on show that just like you know, like I said, this is the kind of interviews that I'm only like people really kick it open, kick open the door, and we're just really gonna talk. You know, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not here for. <clears throat> I'm not here for play, play, and I've never been here for accolades. You know what I mean? So well, listen. I, I've known about you since I was a kid. <clears throat> we're, we're around the same age, so it's not like you weren't a kid too. But, um, you know, I've seen you at a bunch of shows at the concert hall. Uh, I've actually interviewed you once. I think it was like 11 no, years you. ago. Oh, at you, CBC. I you were, man. I remember, and I remember faces and days. That's one thing people love. Like, if I see you once, people know I'll always, because I got a photographic like, memory like that. <clears throat> For places, destinations, whatever. So that's a good thing. The name sometimes you're like, uh, but they see yeah. like, yo, my man. Of course, man. But yeah, listen. James, uh, it was. A, it, they, they go, oh, that's my man. Rest, I had to do this. I know yeah, I don't about. exactly have the most hip hop name, <laughs> De Fiori. No, but I knew you, who yeah. you. I remember who you were, right from before. Yeah. Just your name, right? And then I was like, oh, he's doing it. I said, this is going to be good. So I said, that's why I made sure I got you the music. Well, I appreciate. I tried to do blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. we just. I, I appreciate that, man. And listen, we'll do this again. And um and guys, that was thrust. He it, now is it thrust OG? Is it thrust? Because it's a hard. Yeah, I added, you, I added a new acronym for the last year, so thrust OG. Okay. The OG status. Now I hit that, that thing. So I always add a little thing up to my name. You know, I started it. What I started is like it was MC thrust before. Way oh, back. Course. Yeah. We were all we were all Irish back in the day. Like I was like, I hate, dude, I'm not. So I, then I went from '95 and went thrust. Yeah. And now after my lineage and everything in the game, I say, oh, I'm an OG. Now people say, OG, I said, yo, thrust OG. Because I hit that stage in my life, that milestone, that point. And it's good to add, it just adds fresh energy. Like it's just a, a, a subtle change. And if people still want to say thrust, they still say thrust. Because unless you change the name, it's just so weird. Like there's still no acronym. 
So I say thrust, and then there's a pause. Oh, gee. Well, listen, I, I'm probably going to call you thrust because that's what I've been calling you for 25 years. <laughs> but, and you see what I'm saying? So I got two crowds. Because all the new people, you know what they call, and it's good for the young ones because the young ones see me as an OG. So you see what I'm saying, what I got? That's right. So that's yeah. what I said. I please vote. So a lot of people now, they're like, OG. And then I got y'all comfortable with oh. thrust. And then I got people right in the middle, thrust OG, but it worked because everybody's calling it. So that's the main thing. It works. Yeah, my nickname, everybody- according to the people that watch the podcast, is Matt Flower. So they can all fuck off. <laughs> Just <laughs> thrust man listen we'll have you back soon and uh and thank you very much for coming man i appreciate it thank you man um anytime holler whatever you need man stay up will stay do, man. awesome man you know what it is will thanks man thanks so, so that was uh that was thrust or og or thrust og listen he's uh he, he's been doing it since it's been it <laughs> you know he's like he said his first his first concert was opening up for Public Enemy in 1986 at the concert hall. So that's all you need to know about that. So that was dope. Uh, big shout out to Thrust. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, guys, we have a really big show this week uh, on either Wednesday or Thursday. And the reason why I don't know yet is because there's just one thing that, that has to happen. And um, if it doesn't happen on Wednesday, then the show will happen on Thursday. But we will have the first uh, woman to launch accusations of sexual assault um, at the hands of members of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church. Um, This has been months in the making. I've been talking to her for a long time. Um, First of all, uh, I just wanted her to be comfortable. I told her that I don't care about the clicks. I don't care about the traffic. She doesn't have to do it. I reached out to her. Then I just started helping her find ways to like um, hold this man accountable. Um, this is before she even decided to do the podcast. And then her and I discussed what we didn't like about Me Too stories. And one of the things that we didn't like about Me Too stories is how oftentimes it was a person who was anonymous hurling accusations against a person that would be named and then there would be no evidence. Like literally no evidence. Just, you know, um, this man did this. And, and listen, some sometimes... I don't know the percentage, maybe most of the time it was true, but the journalistic integrity part and the ethics part of it was always a little bit like, eh, to me, um, Steve Pakin comes to mind. Um, you know, there, there are other people that, um, you know, just get thrown under the bus when they shouldn't. So what I wanted to do with her and to her credit, she was brave enough to do this was not have her on until, um, she filed a police report and she did until she find other accusers and she did um until she was able to find um people who sort of like witnessed circumstances that happened to other children within the uh within that church which she did um and listen like me too stories are 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 hard enough as it is but um to, to put out a story like this where the person has filed the police report, where there's corroborating um, accusers, and when it's against a cult as ridiculously awful as this cult is, the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, <clears throat> whatever they want to call themselves, and everything that came out with the Klondike papers and, um, and how they hunted Richard Marsh uh, with the help of David Wallace and Nathan Jacobson until Nathan and, and David turned around and said, we're not doing this. This is a, an organization that I would be most happy to bring down or to help bring down um, with legitimate, real stories uh, of, of crimes that they committed. 
So um, everybody joins us for that because that's going to be one of those, um, one of those, and we're going to have a, uh, a person on as well. Oh, her name escapes me right now. Um, but she's an expert in cults. And uh, Richard Marsh texted me. I turned off my phone. Uh, Richard Marks tested uh, Richard Marsh. Richard Marks, man. <clears throat> no, Richard Marsh uh, text, texted me earlier uh, her name. And anyway, she's an expert on cults and the way that cults manipulate and sexually abuse people. So she's going to be on as well. And we're going to have Richard on as well. So I don't want to say the accuser's name until uh, until Wednesday or Thursday, whenever she's going to come on. But guys, that's that's going to be an important episode. Um, I think we're probably going to make news with that one as well because uh, <clears throat> hopefully what will happen is that other victims of this church, alleged victims, I should say, of this church uh, will will hopefully come out of the woodwork. And um, yeah, I can't believe how brave this this woman is. And uh, you know, one of the things that struck me about her story and about what happened since she. Uh, started to sort of look in the community to see if anyone else went through it is that the same perpetrator um, who who victimized her allegedly 30 something years ago um, she found someone and that this person had allegedly victimized three years ago so if these crimes are true they have been happening for decades and decades at the hands of this one guy who is the leader uh, of this church or at least one of the lead, main leaders of this church in Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. So that's going to be an important episode of Blackballed, and I can't wait um, to to allow her to give her the space uh, where she can finally hold this person to account. So that is going to be this week. I will announce probably tomorrow night, maybe Wednesday morning, uh, if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, yeah, take a look out for that. And uh, thanks to all the people in the chat who talked about sushi and Jello. That's awesome. <laughs> No wonder I'm such a mad flower. No, I love you guys. I'm just playing. Um, but thanks for watching Blackball. Then we'll see you again soon. Okay. Bye. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.